He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere. A radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much and welcome in on this uh, Wednesday, hump day in the middle of the week uh, for a lot of people, though it's just another day of being off during the holidays. Uh, notice the traffic's really not that bad out on the streets, although I just got off the phone with a good friend who went to lunch uh, down at the barbecue shop in um, in Midtown and said the place was packed and the waiters were angry. <laughs> it took like 45 minutes to get something to eat. And, uh, nobody was happy about it. The customers weren't happy. The waiters and the bartenders weren't happy. And, um, that's when you want to start breaking out in Christmas carols, just to cheer everybody up. Everybody sing along. Merry Christmas. Come on. Come on. What's the matter with everybody? Cause that really makes them mad. <laughs> when people are mad at work and you try to cheer them up, they don't like that. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> I used to do that all the time on morning TV. Cause I'd get there at three thirty four in the morning and then we'd come back after the morning show was over and be about 10 30 or so and all these other people are straggling in still hitting their first or second cup of coffee and they're miserable and you go up to them and you go hey how's it going man how's your day so far and the chippier you were the the angrier they got so that's just how i like to roll because uh, <laughs> it's a mean streak of you but there's nobody there to do that to me when I would get there in the morning. So we were all uh, fighting the same battle. Are we here? Are we alive? Uh, speaking of uh, fighting the battle, George Santos, uh, who's uh, had his own problems here lately, got his car broken into in New York, and he blames Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, cut number one. Hey, y'all. George Santos here. <sighs> Do you want to know what I got for Christmas? <laughs> oh, Mayor Adams, you were so good at running this city. The Christmas gift I got is, it's a first for me. I've never thought I'd experience this in my life, but I guess we're back to New York City in the 70s. Look at this freshly broken car glass. Yeah, look at that, Mayor Adams. This is the city you're running. You are a cop, right? You piece of <laughs> Is that what you do? Is that how you're keeping the city safe? You f***ing animal. So I have to deal with this now. And it's December 26th. Ain't this lovely? Lovely, I say. Oh, by the way, did I mention it's a brand new car? Like literally a brand new car. Don't move to New York, people. Stay the f*** away from here. The city only cares to f*** over Americans and take our taxpayer dollars and shove it in the asses of these migrants while the city is dangerous. We can't even street park our car. <coughs> this isn't that kind of neighborhood. I'm not in the ghetto. I'm not in the hood. This is literally the reality. You know what's the crazy part? <coughs> I'm one of six cars. Same row same row same row of parked cars so you all tell me what are you doing mayor adams you should f resign you piece of <laughs> you were a cop you should know better you should know how to run the city 
He didn't park his car there. His car didn't get broken into. See, there, that's what I'm talking about. There's angry people out there, and uh, you never know what they're really angry about, but he's, he's definitely not a happy cowboy there. Um, and uh, I guess there's a lot of it. Uh, I try to surround myself with happier people. If you see somebody coming with a big scowl on their face, that's not the person you go up to and go, hey, how are things going? Because you can tell how things are going. And you go, I believe I'm going to slip on by or just reverse and go the other direction. That way you don't even have to come close to them and have them uh, grab me by the arm and go, listen to this. No, I don't want to, man. I'm like really in a good mood. And you think you're going to bum me out. So we're not going to, we're not going to go there. So to make somebody uh, put them in a good mood, we're going to give away two tickets to this year's uh, Liberty Bowl, which is coming up this Friday at 2.30. And uh, it's, uh, of course, Memphis versus Iowa State. And I think the weather is going to be very similar to to what the weather is today. So it's a uh, Liberty Bowl kind of weather. Uh, we're not expecting any precipitation. If it is, just going to be a few flurries. It's not going to stick. Nothing serious. Uh, but these are worth 75 bucks. And all you got to do is give us a call in area code 901. I'm going to say this slowly so you can get this. 260 5926. That's area code 901-260-5926. Give us a call and uh, we'll take the third caller and you'll get two tickets. And they're on row uh, section 115, row 42. So you're right down there close to the field. You got a great uh, view. Uh, seat number nine and 10. So you don't even have to walk very far. Okay, we got a bunch of calls coming in, so just hang on. My producer's going to get to you as quickly as he can. Get your information, and uh, we'll be off to the races. So, so there you go. Uh, and I'm going to be there. And there's a the great thing about it is that they got food now. They used to, they just had hot dogs and hamburgers at uh, at the uh, Liberty Bowl, but now they got all kinds of food trucks. Uncle Lou's chicken, which is some of the best chicken you'll ever eat. He's got a truck there. A lot of good stuff going on there, and uh, I'm saying, uh, do we we have a winner? I think we do. He's in there talking to him right now, shaking his head. He looks happy, so hopefully uh, our caller is happy. And don't give up, because in in about another hour, I'm going to give away two more tickets. So if you didn't get in this time, I'm giving away two more here in the next hour. So stay tuned. And uh, we'll take care of you as well. And uh, we'll get the name of today's winner. I- I'd like to talk to the winner if we get a chance. Uh, he's getting all the pertinent information. All you got to do is come by the station here at 5495 Murray Road, uh, which is in East Memphis right near um, uh, the, uh, well, the dive shops over here and uh, the Memphis Funeral Home. Everybody knows where that is close to I-240 and Poplar, and Yates. Yates is the street you turn down and go right past the the, uh, dive shop and then dead ends into Murray. You take a ride and come down about half a block. We're there on the left. Can't miss it. So, well, I see he's giving me the phone number as well. So so I see that Karen is our winner. Can Karen talk to us? Let's talk to Karen. Hey, Karen. Are you there? Oh, well, I love you then. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little respite of sanity in this world. (laughs) 
Well, you must be a little nuts, Karen, because uh, in order to appreciate my show, you have to be a little bent. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, okay. We, we have fun on here. I, well, congratulations on winning the tickets. Oh, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much this will. I'm going to give them to my daughter. They have had the worst luck this Christmas, and maybe this will. You see, and that is exactly what I was talking about, about all these angry people. You know, this, the people should be happy right now. Tell them this is the beginning of good things coming their way. Absolutely. And so this is the big change of, of luck that they need, and... Uh, and it's because of you that you were tuned in today and heard this and said, I'm going to take action. So congratulations to you. I, and I a, can't believe it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Did you have a good Christmas? Are you happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have plenty of people that love me, and it was a different Christmas. My daughter has bed bugs in her house from a trip to Chattanooga, and we spent Christmas outside <laughs> over a campfire with hot dogs. <laughs> You see, people, if you think you got it bad, there's always bed bugs coming from Chattanooga. I, I knew that France has a real, uh, Paris has a real big, bad bed bug problem right now. And everybody's talking about going to the Olympics and saying, well, you know, I got bed bugs. But uh, bed bugs ain't easy to get rid of, are they? Oh, no. It's a nightmare. It All is. the furniture is in the garage. Yeah. And then you don't want to invite them over to your house because guess what? They bring friends with them. Right, right. Well, they can't go to our house. I can't go in their house. In fact, I'm on my way to her house to sit outside by the fire. Again. <laughs> well, y'all, good luck to you. I'll say a prayer for you, and uh, hopefully that these tickets will change things. At least they'll get out of the house, okay? That's, that's right. Thank well, you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for listening, and uh, Happy New Year. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, there you go. We made somebody happy. At least we ain't fighting bed bugs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that, man, I've known people who've had them, and you, you think you're done with them, and all of a sudden they pop up again. They're bouncing off the walls, and 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 everybody feels yicky. And uh, so, uh, hopefully, this will be the the change of luck that they need. We're gonna take a, a quick break, and then uh, when we come back, I'm gonna give away two more. Let's see if we can make two more people happy. So stay with us. We'll come back in just a few minutes. That's right. That's life. At least you ain't got bed bugs. Wait, uh, let's see I, 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 hear, can... I, hear, I do hear myself. Okay, there we go. Okay. Can you hear now? Yeah, I do. Okay. Thank you. Can you hear me now? Vicki Gandy just came in the studio <laughs> and she didn't have bed bugs, but she couldn't hear. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> now, we had our last caller said they've been dealing with that. Uh, said uh, that her daughter, they came back from um, Chattanooga. I knew that france was having a real bad uh bed bug problem uh have you ever had uh but uh not in my house uh we've seen them in the dorms a couple of times yeah. but not 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 in my house it's, luckily. They're, they're tough to get rid of yeah that's what they, i hear i've got that's what you need justin my friend justin he yeah. he can and get rid of he, he he said every hotel they go in he knows how to he'll test he'll test before they do anything See, so. in, in my deal i I would just soon buy an RV and go everywhere in an yeah. RV instead yeah. of never spending it because it's not cheap hotels. It can be any place. Oh yeah, you could not. And he he said that he said they're they're always clear when he goes. But yeah, my mother and father in law. That's one of the things that they did in the old days. They rent. They bought an RV and went all over. Started with a trailer, then they ended up with an RV. Yeah. And 
I mean, he had that thing until he died. He loved it. They parked it over by um, Agri Center, you mm-hmm. know, and kept it there and um, loved it and went everywhere with it and took the kids, a bunch of the kids down to the beach and went to the RV place. And I mean, it's really an inexpensive way to travel except for the gas, you know, and, but they but loved it's still it. cheaper than, uh, you know, driving, then getting a hotel yeah, and eating out all the time. Uh, I want to give away two more, uh, a pair of tickets uh, to, to the Liberty Bowl is coming Friday. And so if you're listening right now, the number is 901-260-5926. And uh, these are great tickets. Uh, they're on the 42nd row, section 115. And uh, you'll be joining uh, a bunch of other folks that are we've given away tickets to uh, here at KWAM. Now, I'll be there. and uh, I'll be there, too. You'll get, Vicky will be – it's going to be fun. It is. Cheer them on. And, uh, but if you call in, uh, just – the put you on hold and get your information and then we'll have these two tickets you come by the station and pick them up and we'll all be there together yay freezing and uh (laughs) so i think i think we do have a winner and uh if you didn't get in today i'm giving two more away tomorrow right at the beginning of the show so don't give up on us okay um and we're, we'll get the information from our winner and see if we can get here in a second have you ever won anything in your life vicky once i think i won something one oh i won yeah i won a blow dryer at germantown day spa this time last year for the christmas thing they actually drew my name i was excited (laughs) it probably my guy probably that does my hair probably stole it and gave it to me or something (laughs) uh i I won a white rabbit when i lived in mexico i had pink eyes oh yeah and it was at this little mexican carnival and i don't know how i won it but i won it i was like six or seven years old and so we took it back home, and we just let it run around the house because we had maids in Mexico, so they swept up the droppings and it was yeah. tile floors. And uh, so then we had we moved back to the states. We couldn't take it with us because they said we'd have to quarantine it. So we left the little bunny with our maid. And when we got back, we were asking, "Daddy, how do you think our little bunny's doing?" He said, "Your bunny's dinner." <laughs> <laughs> said, no, don't it's tell not us. Not fluffy, that. no. Oh yeah. So we we got a winner. Yeah, can we, can we talk to her? Great. Carolyn, are you there? Caroline, I'm sorry. I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Well, congratulations, Caroline. Are you excited? I'm very excited. In fact, uh, my husband was wanting to go to a game, and he's going to be thrilled. So this will be a belated Christmas present for him. There you go. You come home and say, how you doing, hon? Are you bummed <laughs> out? Yes. Guess what? He'll be very surprised. Yes. Ma- Ma- Mama Sita came through for us. There you go. <laughs> Well, we'll be we'll be cheering with you. Yeah, well, it's gonna be a great well, thank game. You. And, thank uh, you very much. Thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you have a very happy new year. We'll see you Friday at the game, and uh, go Tigers! Go Tigers! And bundle Tigers. up, yes, bundle yeah. up. Wear yes. head headgear. Oh, yes. it, there's a there's a little breeze in the in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, actually, it's my birthday. On oh. oh, happy birthday! So this will be a birthday present too. So this is great. Thank well, you guys. Good, and you don't have bed bugs, do you? <laughs> Thankfully, we're not dealing with that right now. I know. I don't think there's any in the Liberty Bowl either. Our last caller, I felt so sorry. She was dealing with that. So, but you're not, and (laughs) and you got tickets, and so things are looking good. Well, Caroline, thank you, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. All right, great. And we got everybody all fixed up. And as I said, I'll give away some more tickets tomorrow. Um, Vicki Gandy, as we said, is in here with Team Gandy. Oh, and if I can do a shout out, I just, uh, my grandchildren, um, there's four of them, and they're in in Cookville, Tennessee. 
and my daughter-in-law and my son, and they were unable to get here. So I just shipped all their presents to them via Good. UPS. Good luck on that. So your presents are coming, guys. It'll be on the 28th. And I'm like, I made the guy come out and get them all. And he's looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, please, mate, come help me. I have to be on the radio with Earl in a minute. <laughs> you know, the thing about it is they'll get something after Christmas, which by then they'll have broken a lot of the toys oh, they yeah. got there at Christmas Day. And it'll life. be new. They'll get something new. Well, it makes Christmas last longer, too. It makes kind of fun. You have like two Christmases. I was uh, talking to my son-in-law, and he was at uh, Christmas morning. He said, yeah, Hudson opened up two of his presents, and he's playing with those. And he goes, well, you want to open another one? And he goes, I'm good. <laughs> he said, that's when you know you've gotten them too many toys. That's when they say, I, I'm good, Dad. They'll outgrow that, just unfortunately. It's like, where's my next one? There's, he got more than I did. Yeah, I know. There's never enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, when, when there's five hours, and they, they're, they're counting. Yeah. Well, one of the things uh, we we're going to talk about today is uh, the fact that uh, you, everybody talks about what a horrible year and it has not been a great year in many ways. Been a great year for me. But it, it has turned out to be a great year for you. But it, that's, there are a lot of reasons behind that. And that's what we want to talk about today because it, we stress it all the time that there is no substitute for experience. You've survived times like this before. You know how to do it. Oh, this is, this is, I've, keep telling people this is nothing compared to what we had before when i started no seven and no eight um, i started august of 07 and i'm telling you it was you know it was still kind of hanging on and then all of a sudden everybody's talking about oh it's just getting so bad it's so bad and people started leaving the real estate business right and left like oh i'm gonna get a real job and all this and i didn't know any better so i just went and got a <laughs> I'm wandering around, you know, and I just, I was doing open houses for Judy Mac and doing different things. And I picked up clients and, you know, I, it, I mean, it was hard work, but anything new is hard work because I don't know how to do it. Let me you tell know. you something. I've done a lot of things in my life and there is no easy way to make a living. Mm -mm. There just isn't. And if you want to be successful at something, you have to work very, very hard at it. Be totally focused and uh and i had some luck i mean yeah. luck plays a part in everything and i think you make your own luck by working very hard because then people say well you're so lucky he said no i've been after this guy for two years <laughs> there's no <laughs> well, luck involved and you, you also give your clients just undeniable hospitality something that they recognize that you take care of everything that you possibly can and um i'm dealing with <laughs> things right now little little tidbit things like they're asking where those what the, who has the sprinkler system and i'm hunting that down right now and different things on i've got two closings tomorrow and oh, wow. um one of them is coming in back from texas it's an uh, old harding academy uh teacher that i just love they're moving back and then another one is the i'm selling actually selling a house and sue turner is helping me do the mississippi side of it because they're my clients are moving to mississippi and that's one of the things i don't have a license in mississippi but i have a handful of great agents that, that, collaborate that, that we you know yeah. do a lot of referrals back and forth and um you know tracy kirkley's another one there's a bunch that we do and we you know help each other they'll say here i'm gonna throw you this referral and i'll throw them one and it works well and then we work together and we'll talk more about it also home prices hit record high even as mortgage rates soared it's all part of the story we'll be talking about <laughs> in the next segment stay with us and thank you very much and welcome back on this wednesday uh, after christmas and uh i mean you got five boys yes. actually you got six because you got your husband yeah i yeah. lived with, i grew up with six men yes and uh <laughs> which really i would say is like a, really a test under fire 
at all times. Well, I'm not a girly girl. I'm not one of these. Now, boys, sit down. It's like sit out. You know, it's just it's just unfortunate that you know I try to That's I try to act girly and they just ignore it. <laughs> they they only understand force and loudness. They don't. Yeah, they really don't. And it's it's so funny. They're um yeah they're they still they still if I, if I get mad and start fussing they'll 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 back off a little bit. So it works. It works for me. But now it's like, oh, mom, you're getting old now. You know, we're going to throw you in the back in that little house and leave, let you out about once a week. <laughs> so. Kathy gets the uh, that uh, Mary Tyler Moore, the when she would go, I'll tell you one thing, Rob, Patrick. <laughs> and she get that shaky kind of voice. Yeah. Uh, and you have to laugh because it's funny, but that really makes her bad. Uh, if she gets the uh, Mary Tyler Moore voice going, and you she better watch out, it, huh? I'd say clear out, give her whatever she wants, and uh, you're you're right, I'm wrong, I'll never do it again. My line was, "I have had it," and they know when I hear that, and then I'm going for the paddle. So they make her starts out with, "That's it." <laughs> Everybody has her breaking. Yeah, voice. that's that's a. I've never seen your wife do any. She's always so sweet and precious. Oh, that's what everybody says. I said, yeah. I always tell them, there is another side. <laughs> and you don't want to meet her. I'm sure you probably stress her a bit because as you can be. Well, but she's a perfectionist. And you know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a ballpark kind of guy. You know, if it's in <laughs> the ballpark. Is too. <laughs> and uh, I can forget about something immediately. And she dwells over everything. You know, if it's not exactly right, we got to make it right. We got to do. I can't believe this happened. I said, forget about it. Just forget about it. This life goes on. I know. Yeah, I'm, and, and I think I'm a little a curse, like that really. too. About, you know, especially with, you know, real estate stuff. Like, I can't believe that happened. He'll go, just let it go. Yeah. It's no big deal. He said, that's a big deal to me. <laughs> well, see, you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Perfectionists can't stand things not to work out exactly the way you want them to. Yeah. And, uh, which is why I wonder how we ever ended up together in the first place. I mean, did she actually think somehow she was going to whoop me into shape? <laughs> yeah. We've all learned that ain't going to happen. <laughs> not, he's not that bad. I think I can do something with him. <laughs> then after 37 he years. He knows me. Going, He'll do what I want. Yeah, sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> you go sleep downstairs. That's where you need to be. Uh, we were talking about the home prices hit record high, even as mortgage rates soared, which really, when you look at the economics of the thing, it shouldn't happen. If, if. Yeah, home prices are high. Interest rates are high. Uh, usually, people stop buying. Well, and you have to remember too. The soaring is not like it was way back when. The soaring to six percent, maybe seven, is not what we call soaring. No. I mean, you and I have talked about this before. I can remember the first time I got to nine percent. I thought I had died and gone to heaven, and that has not been that long ago. Yeah, you know. So, so, well, so soaring is the media planting seeds in people's heads oh it's you know of course if you bought a house at three percent and these well, people will say that to that's me. what they were i was yeah. watching fox this morning and they were saying if you live in dc and you got a uh, a mortgage at two percent you're not selling oh never huh and you're never gonna sell <laughs> you right. may you may move out of there and rent it but yeah. you ain't never gonna sell that's that true. house that's true but it says the highest mortgage rates of the 21st century did not keep home prices from surging in october Home prices in October were up 4.9% compared with a year ago. Strongest pace of gains in 2023, according to the S&P. Uh, CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City House Price Index. Compared with the month earlier, home prices rose 0.6%. And that's in other cities. Mm-hmm. In Memphis, it's even better. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And and a lot of people are working from home now. They've started a home office thing, and that's what happened in 2020. And then people are still relocating um, a lot of people are moving out certain areas around certain schools. I mean, there's just certain things that determine you're going to have to move in the next so many years 
you know, a lot of people are living in certain areas thinking, well, when I have children, I'll go out to the suburbs or wherever they want to go for their school, even private schools. I mean, we talked about this, too. You know, Hutchison and MUS, there's still great neighborhoods right around there. People have moved because they still want to be close to school, even though it's not a it's not a public school. So it's just there's a lot of things that determine that. And if you've got a kid going to like St. George's, you don't want to drive from Midtown, you know? No. Yeah, so that's the thing. People, I live out by St. George's yeah. off Houston Levy. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't want to. And that's the thing. If people people kind of have to decide because, you know, sometimes it's it, a lot of things draw kids for whatever reasons in high school. Like I had a kid that wanted to play football and be in band. Houston High School is the only school that would let you do that. Germantown would not. So we went over to Houston and he, Jim Smith, put him in band. He marched with all the kids. He didn't march during football games, but he did everything else. And he got a scholarship to University of Memphis wow. and played, you know, played in the band there. Well, you end up you can play an instrument. When I played football, all I could do is knock people over, you know, which <laughs> well, yeah. comes in handy if you want a bar, which I did for a while. <laughs> well, but, that's true. That's a good point. But, but I mean, yeah. But I'd much you, rather would be able to play piano or a trumpet or something. Well, it's nice that you don't have to choose. Our kids are athletic, and we're we're pretty musical. I've, I've always sang. I played the guitar for a long time. My husband's very musical too. He always has a band, or you know, plays or does sound or whatever. And you know, I was a worship leader at Christ Church, and so all our kids sing. And so it's really interesting at Harding Academy. The four older ones all did either they all did chorus, and then one son did chorus and band, and they either played football or run, ran cross country, or you know, they just did it all. And I like the idea of a kid having choices and not just being, it's all football or it's all basketball. You know, let them, they all have different gifts. And so that Jim Smith was so fabulous. He kept saying, you know, when I was at, uh, I think he went to school in Corinth. And he said, I would literally um, play in the game, take off my jersey, throw on my band shirt, play with the band at halftime, and then put my football pads back on and go out there and play again. Because it was a small enough school. So it was kind of cool. But, you know, I just like that idea. But that's one reason like that we ended up at Houston High School. Well, and then but things also change. I know that our daughter went to Houston High mm-hmm. uh, because she didn't like Briarcrest, and, and and she thrived. She went to Houston Middle and Houston High, made straight A's, went on to, uh, and you had two scholarships, uh, two choir scholarships at Mississippi State because of the choir yeah. and, and the scholastics at Houston High, which, as it turns out, I, I didn't know this, that when you want to join a sorority or a fraternity, I don't know about fraternity, but sororities definitely mm-hmm, do this. Yeah. You have to go to a school, and their academic um, um, level has to be a certain accreditation. Yeah, and if you're done, that can keep you out of a sorority. If you go to a high school and people don't make that, their curriculum isn't that high level. Uh, and I, but evidently Houston, I was very good then. But then you see this thing with these two girls getting a fight in the restroom the other day. Oh. That's and, and you said things are changing. Unfortunately, we're going to try to we're trying to work toward you know getting involved, and that's why I'm telling people you're going to have to go to those school board meetings. And that's Germantown School now, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's just and and, and starts paying attention because we are finding that um, when we're we're aware, Todd, Todd Starnes has been amazing. When he hears something or he goes, he has it on the radio. We hear about it and we go to the meetings, and they realize that they're we're going to hold them accountable, and that has kind of set, kept a few things in check and because i think for a long time they thought they could do stuff autonomously you know they mm-hmm. just do it nobody hears about it and yeah. by the time you do it's too late we've right. already voted right and that's the thing it's 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 got it you've got to catch it if you don't because they're letting things happen and they'll go oh we, we have no control yeah they do they do they have a lot more control than they pretend to have and they try to blame it on the state or the national government or whatever but there's schools out there that are doing what they want to and and that's one of the things. Um, so we're 
we want to keep Houston High School great. We want to keep Germantown fabulous because I sell it, and I can't sell something I don't believe in. Well, and one of the things we're looking at nationally are these kids that are uh, anti-Israel. Yeah. Uh, and it's because of the schools where they're going to school. They're not being taught history. They're yeah. being taught uh, this uh, whatever it is, uh, mm-hmm. and it's and they do that with the Hamas in Gaza. That from cradle to grave, they yeah. teach them that all that Jews must die. And they That's stole so, our land from us. That's just so sad. But I, I don't understand American young men and women doing this. I don't. It's, 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 it's because just, they're watching TikTok, and that's where they're getting their information from. Well, TikTok and they're, they're, and, some of their educators are teaching them stuff like yep. this too. I'm sure. I and, if, about that. and if you don't know what they're teaching, then uh, yeah. you got a problem. Well, when you hear a school and they're trying to do this medical thing, where they're going to start taking the overall medical, uh, your health of your child, and they can determine in school whether your child is you know be treated or whatever for whatever the ch- they decide the child needs yeah. and they may not share it with the parents well that's that would you Even know, you know sexuality what, yeah well that and then also you know if they want to take any other kind of drugs or anything else they can say well they are add so we're going to give them add medicine i'm sorry you don't know my child's background no, no that's not going to happen no no i want to know everything and i i want to know everything they're doing i want the schools to be open well that's, they should be able to do anything without yeah, your permission absolutely anything and uh, so that's why it is very important that you get involved with that um but the uh, the good news is that uh, you've had a successful year. We're looking at another successful year coming up. Right. I just I just listed a new house on Cider House that I just just got um, was advertising it today and getting on Facebook, and um, it's on the market. We'll be on. Uh, you know, it'll be more and more ads coming out on it. And then I've got two closings tomorrow, so um, still going strong. Which you know, sometimes December is slow, which is expected. But we've got things going on and you know more houses coming up people are still wanting to sell people are already calling me i'm looking for people that are coming back to memphis or going to relocate or move in the next four or five months i've got several that i'm you know working with but it's you know and and i tell people start looking now let me help you find something because it's so good to get to know like what areas you're looking for because i shop neighborhoods way before they're on the market and I, I put a I put a search up, and the minute something comes on the market, it pops into my email. But you've it, already you've already gone out and explored the neighborhood, yeah, absolutely. and the schools, yeah. and yeah. talked to people. So it's it's scouting. That's what it is. You're scouting. Well, it is, and you know what if what you know kind of what price range they're in, what you recommend, and there's you know some people want certain areas, but and I'll say yeah, I can. And I'll certain these areas are really hard to get into, yeah. and you know the, there might only be like four or five houses that hit all year so you've got to be on target you can't just wait for it and you know i i I have it on online ready to go and then as soon as it pops up i see it the minute they push that button it's entered i get it and that helps a lot and we also have inside you know we have our own facebook page through forest hill irene office and we we have a meeting every tuesday and we talk about everything that's coming up and and then we also say hey i'm looking for this area if you hear of something and they'll call you oh yeah i hear i just heard so and so is getting released this and so that's that inside networking that most people don't have. You know, it's been a great deal. We're talking with Vicki Gandy with Go Team Gandy and Cry Like. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. And there are a lot of homes under construction right yeah, now. There really New are. New subdivisions in Germantown and in Collierville. So we'll talk about those when we come back. And welcome back on this Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Vicki Gandy with Go Team Gandy uh, and Cry Like is uh, in the studio with me. And uh, we're talking about the fact that it is the end of the year and which everybody's caught up, especially in the real estate business. Well, so many businesses, you're trying to wrap things up for the year and end this year. And 
And then because the next thing you got coming up is taxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we all have to pay them, and we're all 1099, so it's so much fun. Mm. Yeah, the quarterly thing is really, yeah, you know, yeah. January 15th. But you don't want to wait till the end of the year because then, then they they get you coming and going. Oh, they day. get you no matter what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you pay early, you pay late. <laughs> you know, now they're saying if you pay early or pay too much, they're going to penalize yeah, you. Yeah, they're going to penalize you for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, really? How dare you make us count those numbers <laughs> higher? I know we have to send you money back. We're going to find you. I mean, it's just, it's insane. We're going to have to get somebody in the office that can fix this. It's a nightmare. Uh, how about elect somebody president? There you go. That's this. what I'm talking about. Get somebody right. in there, get Trump, hopefully, or, or DeSantis or somebody, but somebody that will take over. I'm settled for any Republican over what we got right now. Yeah. Can't do much worse than what we have, unfortunately, but well, it's and, just, and I heard today that they're starting to use a lot of this money for these illegal immigrants and housing yeah. and everything from the veterans administration so they're taking money from our vets yeah and giving it to house and in fact i knew they threw a bunch of vets out of hotels in new york they did uh, to house uh, illegal aliens and then they ain't happy and who is it massachusetts just gave them all let them all get their driver's license and they automatically are registered to vote well they can vote in the state election but not federal election well i don't still should be able to vote in the state that's their ultimate goal that is their ultimate goal is. is to have them all vote the only thing is, some of these people are very, they're, as a rule, the ones that are coming from Mexico and, you know, that are Hispanic, they're pretty religious and they're pretty conservative. And family-oriented. So, mm-hmm, yeah. And it might be interesting because they're which, not going to go for the... Which is what happened in Florida. They thought they were going to be a sack of Florida with yeah. the, the, the Hispanic vote. What they found out, they started seeing what the Democrats were doing. They're going, well, you know, uh, that's not what we believe in. Yeah, it's not. And, uh, and I think the rest of the country is starting to say, this is not what we believe in. Yeah, the media is still trying to twist it. I was, they were talking about something when I was driving in. I heard them say something about the Republicans aren't, you know, there are more Republicans worried about the Republican candidates than Democrats. And I thought, I find that hard to believe. It just seems a little fishy to you me. You know who I saw on, I guess it was early this morning, they had Chris Matthews on. And it was an old clip of him talking about how that Trump used the suburban fear tactics and said the suburban uh, residents are radicals. And they're out there. They're they're all angry, and yeah. that's what we really need to be afraid of. They're more dangerous than these people coming across the border. Going, <laughs> oh, yeah. Really, the suburban we, housewife is really yeah, better. Watch we out. get up, we go to work every day, we pay our taxes, <laughs> we pay for things, we don't steal anything, we don't kill anybody, we don't shoot anybody. But we're the dangerous ones. Yeah, yeah. and we don't break into cars, we don't steal cars. Uh, but we're the dangerous one. But I, I, I realized that suddenly I hadn't seen Chris Matthews in years. Where is that's true? He kind of disappeared, kind of evaporated. I think he he finally took a powder at one point. Uh, and I used to when I first started watching him on CNN, I used to thought he was pretty. I liked him, and then he just got more and more. They drift to that far left, mm-hmm. and they won't even accept even discussing anything that doesn't fall in line with what their their values are. One of our favorite videos that we had is when we had the box that would record the videos, you know, the, I guess, a, the v, v, VCR. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the Xfinity boxes, you could record yeah. whatever. Well, we recorded when the, the night of the election when Trump won. And they, we were mainly on CNN because CNN does a good coverage of yeah. the election. And at the end, they were finally saying, like, they said, okay, to Don Lemon, you're going to have to admit it. And he is, yeah, he won. It was so funny. Whenever we were having a bad night, we'd put that on and start watching it and laugh. I don't know if they were all crying <laughs> oh, no. at the convention. They yes. Were, it was and like. It, and Hillary wouldn't even come out of yeah, her hotel room. They said you could hear <laughs> wine bottles breaking against the wall up there. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great day. <laughs> 
I want another one of those days, too. Yeah, me too. All right, here's Chris Matthews, American commentator, uh, political commentator, retired talk show host, and author. Uh, he hosted his weekly hour-long talk show, Hardball. Uh, and he's 70 years old now. He's 70? 78. Wow. 78? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had no idea who's that old. And uh, he is... Uh, his retirement reason, uh, why did Chris Matthews retire? Depression over the Trump election. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just said uh, he just had done it for 20 years and didn't want to do it anymore. I think it was a Trump syndrome, though. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere. A radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back, and... Uh... I do want to say thank you to one of our listeners. He won a couple of tickets yesterday, and then he brought him, called up today and said that something has come up. He's not going to be able to go, so uh, we should give away his tickets again, which is nice. A lot that's of people very nice. would that's not perfect. be that considerate, and there would be two tickets that just go go away. So that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, if you give us a call at area code 901-260-5926, we're going to give away two more tickets to, to the uh, big – Memphis versus Iowa State Liberty Bowl game, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. It's uh, coming up this Friday at 2.30. So if uh, you and your closest friend in the world, whoever that happens <laughs> to be, uh, wants to go to the game, all you got to do is give us a call at 260-5926, and you'll be uh, loaded up and ready to go. And you're going, right, Vicky? We are. We just bought our tickets today. And it's so funny. One of my friends texted me right after we got them, and she said, I broke my wrist, and we can't go. We have four tickets and selling them for $180. And I was like, sorry, too late. But anyway, so I'm sure she'll put it on Facebook and sell them really quickly. Well, but, these are uh, these are 75 bucks each. So yeah. that's, uh, Well, she's selling them discount, I think. But still, she's like, I'm so mad. I can't believe I did We're that. discounting them, too. We're not yeah. selling them. We're, oh, I know. Y'all are, yeah, y'all are the best discount of all. I started to call in. I thought, I guess that's really not fair. <laughs> Can I win one? Hey, Uncle this Earl? Is, this is not Vicky. <laughs> Even though my phone says Vicky Candy, it's not her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. I just remember back when I was uh, years ago at FM 100 with Ron Olson, and we'd get tickets to concerts. And oh, yeah. Thing. And it was amazing what people would do trying to con tickets out of you. And I kept telling them, well, they don't give them to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? They keep it for themselves, and then uh, they hand them out to their favorite friends. And stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I was never a big concert goer anyway. Uh, in fact, I remember I was still dating, and uh, I'd get tickets to stuff, and I'd go, why don't you take him and get it, invite a friend to go, and I'll be here when you get back. <laughs> He's like my brother. Now, we used to go. I know one of my best memories of FM 100 was when um, they used to broadcast live on when uh, on Saturday night from Lafayette's. And they would, yeah. yeah, whoever was playing. I remember Billy Joel. I saw Billy Joel live. That's where I, met, I got to meet him. He came. I was in ninth grade, and we did our first show. At, was that when he came out from Little Rock, and he was unannounced? He just came in and played? 
I don't know his no his band was there. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that. I, the, I know the had, original time is he came from Little Rock. He got mad at the people wherever he was playing in Little Rock. He comes over here and he plays poets and unannounced. He says, yeah. "Hey, can I sit down and play?" Jerry Lee heard that he was at poets and he goes, "He's muscling into my town. I'm the <laughs> I'm the piano man around here." So he comes down to the. So Yosemite Sam's right across yeah, the street. Yeah, he's playing across the street. Oh man! At the same time, Billy Joel's on at Poets, dueling piano dueling, players, and, and and that was back before cell phones and texting yeah. and everything else. Word just went out, went wild. I bet. And the square just filled up with people trying to get in. And to this day, you run into people. It's like Woodstock. Everybody you know was at Woodstock. You go, somebody's lying. I don't well, know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because he came over and sat at our table. And, of course, we're, I'm in ninth grade. And I'm not supposed to even be in there. And I had to be home at 11. So um, I, I had to leave. But that's when they'd play it live so you could get yeah. in the car and hear them still going on. So I got to at least hear them play. But he came and sat at our table and talked to us. And, you know, we're all going, oh, we love piano, man. We love you. You know, and you're in the ninth was, grade. I, was ninth I didn't grade. get into bars until I was 21. Well, it's because I was a girl. You know, how well, I know how it is. <laughs> yes. But even then, girls look and look 21. Well, and the guys, the bouncers are going to let you in. I just smile at them and give them your, give them your phone number or something. But I, I would go to all those places. And of course, you know, and they'd usually sell you drinks, too. But it was a different. It was 21, too. That yeah. was 21. then, so it wasn't 18. That happened when I was like, when I was like 17 or 18. It got to be 18. It was great. But um, well, when they passed the liquor by the drink here, that yeah. was that was the deal is that uh, I think it was 18 at, at first then wasn't because everybody was in Vietnam. They said, how can we go fight? Yeah, for Vietnam yeah that's about that's about drink. right. You're right. That's true. And because, that's what that's what launched Fridays and yeah. all those places yeah. was that the kids could get in. And that's uh, true. it was uh, I somebody put a, a pictures today of Paulette's with Pappy and Jimmy's yes. right next door. Oh, Did you I've see that? It. Yes. I've and, got a picture of that in my house that somebody took that I bought at a garage sale that I have on the wall, and it's got Pappies and Jimmies. And, and people that, and, and, and I know young people think that they have old. Uh, we, we do have a winner, right? Yeah, did, can she talk? Oh, this is John. I'm sorry, John. Can John talk? Yes, sir. Hey, John, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much, y'all. I tell you, I'm a big fan. Uh, we're about the same age, and uh, I love your show. <laughs> I'm very excited, thanks. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad you listen. I often wonder if people are driving down the road laughing and going, <laughs> "At early is a caution. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I have people tell me all the time, I said, you know, people look over at me and I'm laughing. And then you look at them and go, what are they laughing about? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's because of my twisted sense of humor. So obviously you've got one as well. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Bundle up, bundle up, John. You're going to be freezing your tail off. It's going to be, it's not going to be terrible though. Nah. It's going to be pretty nice. Well, I've, I've, I've been there with, with the record lows. So, uh, it, you know, it, yeah. you know we, we've been around with experienced, uh, Notre Dame and Notre Dame and uh, Alabama yeah, with no, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant, we were there too. That was last game. Coldest game yeah. I ever went to there. Yeah, it was. It was really. Um, oh, I just got sound in my left ear now. Oh yeah, we moved something over there. <laughs> well, I'll try to do it again sometime. <laughs> we, were, we were we were burning paper like a little bonfire <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That it was so cold. We were in the corner. It was in that kind of in the low part in the wind. Oh man, it was so cold. It was really cold. Well, uh, yeah. Just make sure you. No, I got to pick one story. Sure. So real, real quick, I, uh, I, I, 
I wanted to wear my cowboy boots, and so I thought I was cool and all that stuff. Well, you know, you know, ice, ice, ice over those steps. Yeah, uh, I lost it. Oh, you <laughs> fell? Oh wow! Oh yeah. Oh gosh! I hope you didn't break anything. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. He was young. He bounced. <laughs> now if he had enough alcohol, you wouldn't feel it. Yeah. Now it sounded like firewood uh, cracking. <laughs> exactly. I believe that it free. Oh, that's great. Well, congratulations, John, and thank you for listening. And uh, did uh, my producer tell you how to, where the station was? I know where you are, yeah. Okay, come on by tomorrow, and it'll, they'll be downstairs, and somebody will get them for you, and we'll see you at the game. Thank you so much. Yeah, got to root for the right. Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. All right. Thank you, John. Uh yeah. So great. See, we made uh, six people happy here. There you today. go. That's right. And that's more people going to the game. We need a big crowd for University of Memphis. We need to, you know, are they going to change the name um, now that Memphis is going to control it? Fred Smith got it. Is you it going to be the University of Memphis Liberty it, Bowl it, instead of AutoZone? You, you, what they usually try to do with all of them now is find a major sponsor to mm-hmm. have the title name. And I think it'll always be the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. It's like the Rose Bowl. Right. And then they'll find somebody to call it the. Uh, you know the Coleman Taylor Buffler Shop. Uh, <laughs> well, they could name the Liberty it. Liberty Yeah, Fred Smith paid fifty million dollars, yeah. so maybe he'll get FedEx. Uh, should get yeah, something. They out should of get it. out of that. And that's true. But really, I'm so excited about that that Memphis will have control of it now. I think well, and it, anytime you get anything away from government, it's yeah, a good thing. Absolutely, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I was looking at this. This popped up today, and this is Tom Landry and the coach for the Miami Dolphins. Just the difference in style from back in the Tom Landry days at the Cowboys and today. <laughs> yeah. I love Tom Landry's hat. He was, I just, the hat was just awesome. I always love that. And yeah, they're, they're kind of a little sloppier. <laughs> well, the coach for, uh, and I put it up on my Facebook page. You can check it out. Coach for the Miami Dolphins, uh, this guy named Mike, uh, McDonough, I think, uh, Mike, what is this? Uh, uh, I, uh, I've got it. I wrote it down. Anyway, He's uh, this modern guy, you know, he wears a sweatshirt and he wears khaki pants with the leg, the, the legs rolled up um, just below his knee. They look like pedal pushers. <laughs> and then you got uh, Tom Landry with a snap brim hat, a tie, white shirt, mm-hmm. sport coat, Gucci shoes, and looks just sharp as a tack. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about that the other day in basketball. Remember all the basketball coaches used to always wear a suit. Oh, yeah. My husband was the manager for University of Memphis under Dana Kirk, Larry Finch, and all them. And they had to wear a coat and tie every yeah. every game. That was and now, and those Penny just wears kind of, you know, a warm up jacket yeah. of some kind, yeah. and, which I understand you're on a basketball court, you know. Yeah. I can see but I do think, uh, in fact, I was watching this old movie, uh, The Philadelphia Story, with, yeah. with uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, had uh, Catherine Hepburn, right. and, uh, uh, um, don't like this. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anybody's name right now. Um, uh, I know the movie. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, and they all they all dress so great. Mm-hmm. The women's clothing was great. Yeah. The men's were wearing these they... uh, three piece suits and and everybody just looked good, you know. And you got on an airplane. It was like, oh, I can remember my mother. We, when we would fly, we had to dress up. In fact, they had to reinforce. I remember reinforcing the floors because the ladies' high heel little shoes and stuff. They had to. Yeah, they said people were breaking through the floor because they everybody wore their high heel pumps. But yeah, we had to dress 
um, mama, my mom would say, you know, put your best dress on because you're flying. You know, you got to look pretty oh, yeah. in the airplane. Well, nobody, nobody flew. Uh, now they literally look like the people coming across the southern border <laughs> in their pajamas. In, yeah. in fact, I saw somebody was saying now they're putting them on board these planes. They haven't been checked for any kind of health problems That's or anything. Scary. And they're 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 getting on there. They got a pass. They have no ID. They have no. They don't know who their names are. Yeah. And they're shipping to all these different cities on airplanes that we're paying for. I know. I know. It's insane. Plus, like you said, we're going to see an uprise of all kinds of diseases because you know they're not. They haven't had any kind of I, I saw, vaccines. I saw a thing today uh, talking about this. Some kind of a disease that is uh, usually spread by uh, dogs in, oh, in right. Somalia and places like that. Here it is. Um, breaking news. The tropical disease Lysia mani isis has been found in human children. Human children. What well, kind of children? <laughs> I guess uh, in Texas, the disease is spread by sand fly and most commonly found in Iraq, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen. The disease is fatal if not treated and can cause black fever and boils on the skin. For now, it's only been found in a few children, but doctors are watching to see if it spreads. This is our southern border still wide open. Yeah. I mean, look at this thing on this guy's hand. He sit there and go, yeah, I want that. It just eats your flesh away. Oh, wow. Oh, that's horrible. Ugh. I mean, listen, these are third world countries. Oh, I know. I know. And this thing is, and, we're, and we've done all this, you know, it's so funny, but when we talk about during during COVID, you know, everybody had to have the vaccine, and now they're just letting people in right and left, and not the least bit worried about it. And I'm thinking, that's and, so interesting. And they're mixing them in, in with us. Yeah, I know. And then they, they're putting them in hotels and kicking us out. It's almost like. They are now the new recipients of, of the United States, and we're on the outskirts. They are. I mean, if you think about it, they're trying to get votes, and they're saying, okay, you know, we'll put you here. you got to vote our way, and I don't know. It's just it's, it's, it's really scary. And, and the fact is everybody's just kind of sitting around letting it happen. I, I don't know what we're supposed to do, but we've got to, got to get the vote out. People, I keep saying that to people. You've got to vote, and you, you've got to vote. I, I think there is going to be a huge – With uh, a conscience. People are going to get out this time because you can sit there and say, well, will my guy win? Uh they've got to this time or we're sunk so all right we gotta we gotta take a quick break or we're sunk so we'll (laughs) we'll be right back and welcome back on this uh wednesday two days after christmas and then you got uh new year's coming up and uh which i guess new year's eve is sunday night right yeah because it's new year's day is monday new year's day is monday yeah and you got all the bowl games. You got there's a bowl game tonight, the Texas Bowl. You yeah, got, they were just they were doing the military bowl when I when I came in. I was watching that before yeah. I came in. Tulane and uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't heard how that one came out. And then you got uh, tonight. It's A and M and I think Oklahoma State are playing yeah. in the San Antonio Texas Bowl. And then you got Saturday night. Uh, the Cowboys are playing again. I'm trying to think of who they're playing. Um, DC uh, or the Lions, I can't remember, but they're playing Saturday. Then you got uh, the big games, big college games, or mm-hmm. New Year's Day, right? Both, right. All, all two of them: the uh, Alabama versus um, uh, Michigan, and yeah. then Washington versus Texas. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, poor Mike Norvell. He got a kind of got the bump. He even uh, I kind of felt well, bad. They, they got totally run over. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's just and, I don't care what sports show you tune into. Yeah. 
they were undefeated. They were. And because some group of guys sitting in a room decided, well, they're not the same team, they still won all their games. They did. And you of, don't know how they would have done. So how does that figure into winning and losing? Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that's a, a grievous, grievous uh, situation and a mistake that they've made. They so, did, and he's so he's such a he's such a great guy. I just love him. He's just one of my favorite favorite coaches. Well, what they want to do is get out of that conference, the mm-hmm. ACC, mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody else is leaving. It's sort of like the Big Twelve. Yeah. Once they started leaving in Texas, OU and Antium had already gone, and and so they said, "Well, who's going to be left?" It's like you don't want to be the last person on your block, right? <laughs> yeah. To give a, a real estate analogy. Yeah, no kidding. I That's mean, right. they may be great people moving in, but we don't know them. <laughs> Who are these people moving in? And by the way, we have no control over that. We cannot control who moves into next door to you or even who buys the house from us. Nor should we. We don't want to. But yeah, that's uh, people say, oh, can you get my friend? You know, well, I cannot make your friend buy this house. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'd love it. Of, days of making arm twisting. Or can you block this friend from not buying that? <laughs> yeah. That's even better. Like, no. No, we can't do that. Can either. you just not show it to him? No, I have to show it to him. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I have but to make a living. When you think about, though, how. It just like my daughter when they got there, found their mm-hmm. house. All that has to happen, literally, the stars have to line up. They do. In order for somebody to be able to pick out a house and get everybody to agree on everything. It's like the D-Day invasion. <laughs> well, and the agreement thing is not over until you're sitting at the table and everyone has signed and left the building. Yes. Okay? I mean, it's I have seen things but happen. But even then, do you have a, like, uh, seven days before the, they can come back and change something? Well, I've never had that happen. I've had people... Um, I've had people call me and say, don't, don't fund because we walked over and they, they have taken, I had one time, um, they took the refrigerator and they weren't supposed to. My client walked over there and they, I'd given him a code to get in and he called me, said, the refrigerator's gone. I said, okay. So I called it to Mark B. Blossom and said, don't fund it. And so we called the agent and she said, well, she said, well, we're, y'all didn't say it. I said, I'm looking at the contract it's and it's written the right there. Yeah. And so they had to go get it and move it back. And we said, we're not funding, you know, until we see it. So. Um, you know, and it, it is it is a hardship because the seller was going to it was going to mess up their closing, so they moved pretty quickly and got it done. Well, and and that's why you always go and inspect. Yes, well, because, even, but yeah, but the thing is, there when we did the walkthrough, yeah, they did it after we did the final walkthrough. Well, whenever I do the final walkthrough, then I I, I post myself in the house. In fact, <laughs> the house we have now in Colorado, my son and I came and spent the night. We closed. Oh really? Then sleeping bags on the on the floor. I I never left after that. That's funny. Well, and I always tell people have your locks changed, and usually that's one of the gifts I'll give them. I'll give them a locksmith because you just don't know if Uncle Fred or somebody finds a key, and they, you know, you just never know what could happen. It's just a safe thing to do. Is have your. It could be Lulabelle. Yeah, (laughs) it could be whoever. Because there is a thing called squatters, and that's something we don't want to. Oh, I remember one in uh, Shady Grove. Yes, I was right in the middle of that. Uh, we covered that, and uh, she said, I'm not leaving. And the cops are standing around going, well, what are we going to do? She started making fun of the cops. Yeah, they did. That she yeah. started, oh, let them come in here and get me. And they were, okay, we will. And they did. They took her out in handcuffs. We were showing the house across the street, across Shady Grove, right in that little subdivision right there. And my client had flown in, and we're, you know, she, we drive out, and there's like eight cop cars sitting there. She goes, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. But I said, this doesn't usually happen in this neighborhood. Yeah, the evictions don't happen a lot around here. <laughs> well, we were, um, and so I stopped and asked the police officer, and he wouldn't tell me. And I said, you're not helping my case here. And so um, I called somebody, and they told me. They told me what was going on. I said, oh, this is just a, a rare occurrence. They'll, they'll get her out. But that was a beautiful estate back there. Oh, it, it was. gorgeous. And, I, and I, you just don't think somebody would have the, the, the chutzpah. Yeah, but he would... 
you would think that they could get them out pretty easily, but not necessarily. What do you think about us? If somebody says, you can't park here, we go, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this, they took over an entire state. And, and then laughed at the police. I yeah, know, that was crazy. And, that the, was, and she was there for weeks and months. Yeah, she was. It was quite a few months. It was like two months. Yeah. But she started, she kept bragging. And so it got, they got rid of it. But yeah. You don't want to taunt the police. Yeah, absolutely. Vicki Gandy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 901-412-2691 and go Team Gandy. And Happy New Year to everybody. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. (laughs) And thank you very much, and uh, welcome back on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. A lot of weird stories out there right now. I thought uh, we'd uh, just take this potpourri of bizarre news. Uh, an entitled LGBTQ pronoun warrior, which I didn't know what that was until, you know, I read this, uh, meets a Delta employee, Delta Airlines, uh, that isn't having any of it. Uh, cut number two. And what about when a Delta employee misgenders you so intentionally? Uh, while, she's talk- while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Yeah. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry wasn't intentional but if you yeah. want to take it personal that's also well okay. she did do it intentionally twice okay, so you're talking to me too. you said she and then you said he you're being condescending and if you want to continue Ooh. i have full authority escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me okay would you like to continue three days before christmas i really don't mind i'm good i'll just put this on <laughs> it's so foreign to me i mean Remember back when I was with the sheriff's office, I got uh, in some trouble for calling Cuban immigrants Cuban immigrants, and I had to take this sensitivity course. And the guy that gave me the sensitivity course was really pretty cool. It was actually a, an executive uh, screening um, process that when you hire top executives, you kind of want to know who they are. So it puts you through a battery of psychological tests to see if you're a sexist if you're uh you know racist if you've got any other weird tendencies and all these psychological tests uh, they give you they cross over each other and they really you, you can try to fake them out but you really can't and at the end of it he said look you're a product of uh the 1950s you're totally loyal you to a fault if somebody you believe in you will go to the grave defending them and i said that's true he said, you won't lie under any condition. That's true. And you're totally and completely honest. That's true. But he said, in today's world, you can't do most of that. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you're going to come across things. And you know, that's not true. Uh, but because of all the new rules and woke regulations, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, your tendency is to be more like that Delta guy. <laughs> If you don't like it, I can escort you out right now, which is pretty much how I used to run my bars. I, I was very tolerant of people. I like people to have a good time. I remember I had sleep out Louis and somebody to get rowdy. And it was really funny thing was it was usually girls because they get, you know, have them real loud and start throwing drinks around and stuff. And they don't think anybody's going to do anything to them. And I would come up and say, excuse me, I said, look, I'm talking very low because I want to keep this uh, very peaceful you got to stop acting like this because this is a this is an adult bar. This is not some kid hangout. And uh, you're either going to have to settle down or I'm going to have to escort you out of here. And sometimes they would uh, say, okay, I'm sorry. And sometimes they would get belligerent, and I would look at my bouncers who were usually linebackers for the University of Memphis and go, time for her to go. 
take her away. And we would. And uh, it's just, you know, people know their limits. And then when they come up with this uh, pronoun warriors, I mean, I'm going, my God, what are you going to do? And then you got Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who says when his dad was his age, he had 12 more years left of prime ministering. When you think about that, I don't think Canada can take 12 more years of Justin Trudeau. Who I don't know if you know this or not, a lot of people think Justin Trudeau is actually the son of Fidel Castro in Cuba because uh, uh, his mother, uh, who was also known to get around town, the Rolling Stones, a lot of other people, supposedly had a tryst with uh, Fidel Castro. And if you look at Justin Trudeau, there are some similarities. But anyway, here he is, cut number three. When my dad was my age, yeah. he still had 12 years of prime ministering ahead of him. That's too much for you. Uh, Marsha Blackburn's message to preserve our country for our children. Uh, I tell you what, that, I don't think we even have time for that. She kind of got a little long-winded for that. But I do think this was interesting. Kamala Harris pretends that Kwanzaa was a long family tradition that she grew up with uh, as a child. Cut number six. Growing up, Kwanzaa was always a special time. We came together with generations of friends and family and neighbors. There were never enough chairs, so my sister and I and the other children would often sit on the floor, and together we lit the candles of the Kanara, and then the elders would talk about how Kwanzaa is a time to celebrate culture, community, and family. And they, of course, taught us about the seven principles. My favorite principle was always the second, Kujichagalia, self-determination. The power to design your own life and determine your own future. And it is a deeply American principle, one that guides me every day as vice president. To everyone celebrating, we hope your week is filled with love and light. From our family to yours, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And then Trump says his opponents of the upcoming Iowa caucus, which is next week, are going to try to cheat. Cut number five. Out for caucuses. Teach them how to caucus. Take them in your car on caucus night. If you have to uh, do whatever is necessary, we got to get them in. We got to make America great again. So do whatever it takes. If you do, we will win and win big. And that's what you have to do. You know, the other side does cheat and we're not going to let that happen. We cannot let that happen. But that's what we need from you. Get in your car, get a lot of people and get down and caucus. Give a great speech for me. I hope you will. And I know you will have such confidence in you as you had in me and you have in me. And uh, and show up and vote. Uh, it. They uh, also have some lot of stuff coming out now that there was a lot of ex-CIA guys in Arizona and some other places that put out this, um, you know, all this rumors and, and to the courts that there was all this this uh, misinformation out there that what Trump and all these people try to do by getting recounts was mis- based on misinformation and the courts should not even consider it, which is why they didn't get it in front of a lot of people. I'm just, I'm saying anything is possible. And I think the only way, the only way we get around anybody cheating is just to have a lot of eyes on a lot of polls and, and not let anybody tell you you can't be someplace uh, if you know you can. And uh, volunteer. 
volunteer to be a poll watcher. Not that this is kind of cool. Uh, a dying Dolly Parton super fan in Utah was able to cross an item off of his bucket list. Uh, cut number eight. And one of them was meet Dolly Parton. Gold never thought he'd cross that one off like he had the others. And so the phone rang about 8, 8.30 this morning. Well, I'm just happy to know I've got a fan that voted. And when Alice answered the phone, and it was her. Gold absolutely glowed. Hey, LG. Hey. Dolly P. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this. Dolly Parton made a house call just know that i will always love you oh <laughs> okay well I, I should have sung that shouldn't I? yeah will you will you will always love you uh, it was definitely the gift nobody expected always love lg yeah. <laughs> she sang a song put my name in the song you know that i feel like i'm immortal now and no matter how many weeks gold has left Cross off Dolly Parton, John Dill. He's simply grateful. Dolly. I hope all of you have a, as good a Christmas as you can. Found some time for him. Yeah, that was really cool. It made me feel good. And it does make you feel good. It makes you feel good just to hear about it. I don't know if you saw uh, the, the gentleman in Collierville that some people saw. He one of those guys that hangs around on a street corner and people give him money. But he also uh, washed windows and did other things for money and had a camp that he lived in um, off Poplar. And somebody turned him into the cops and Collierville police had to go there and tell him he had to move. And, and uh, But he never complained even about that. And so uh, some of the people that he, he cleaned windows for, a little uh, pet store and a pool supply place, uh, they all got together and said, you know, we ought to do something. Somebody actually said, I got him a hotel room for a week through the Christmas holidays. And then somebody else said, we ought to do more than that. So they opened up a GoFundMe and, uh, they've raised almost a hundred thousand dollars. And, uh, that's pretty special too. He didn't ever ask for it. And he, he would like a hearing aid because he said, I can't get a good job because I can't hear people. It was originally, I think from Chicago. And he, uh, he, uh, came here cause he said the Lord told him to go to Memphis and we all know Memphis is a very generous, generous place. And I think that shows it right there. You can find out more about that. Go to Fox 13's, uh, website and just click on news stories. And there's a story about it and, uh, and the name of his GoFundMe. Uh, so those are some good stories that come out this time of year. Those are the ones you need to hear more about. All right, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll come back and wrap things up. Wow! Wow! Well, I sound like when I wake up in the morning. Wow! <laughs> Believe that? It's more like, uh, How Target Bud Light turned off loyal customers in 2023. This is one of those stories that you're looking back on, did that happen this year? So Bud Light sales took a hefty hit after the beer company partnered with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Target Bud Light's foray into the culture wars led to a backlash from conservative customers, and it took a financial toll on each company in 2023. Bud Light came under fire shortly after it partnered with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney 
for a March Madness social media promotion. The beer brand celebrated the influencer identifying as a woman for a full year by sending personalized packs of Bud Light decorated with his face. Her, it, whatever. The social media video spurred an angry reaction from conservatives and beer loyalists who felt the classic American brand was abandoning its customer base in favor of far-left identity politics. Days after the Mulvaney firestorm ignited, remarks by Bud Light's former vice president of marketing, Alyssa Heinerschnid, created more headaches for the company. <laughs> she basically said, you're not telling us what to do. Bud Light uh, faced intense backlash from the longtime customers over its campaign with transgender, uh, Mr. Mulvaney, or him, her, it. Heinerschnid revealed in an interview that she was directed to transform the brand from its fratty image to one that is more inclusive. Her comments went viral in light of the Mulvaney partnership adding to the company's troubles. As sales began to plummet, Brendan Whitworth, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch, the parent company for Bud Light, addressed the controversy on April 14th. The CEO claimed that the company never intended to be a part of a discussion that divides people, adding, we're in the business of bringing people together over beer. Despite attempts to smooth things over the angry customers, Bud Light sales continued to drop throughout the year. Bud Light held a top spot for best-selling beer in the United States in 2022. Before the company's polarizing partnership with transgender influencer Mulvaney, uh, but May by May Anheuser Busch had dropped twenty seven billion in market value, and sales were down nearly thirty percent compared to the previous year. In July, the company announced it was laying off hundreds of workers. In its third quarter, the company suffered a thirteen point five percent decline in U.S. revenue and a seventeen point one decline in North American sales volume. However, the tide may be turning for the beer company as of October. Uh, White announced Bud Light would be an official beer sponsor of the Mixed Martial Arts uh, Organization. And Heiser-Busch also pledged $3 million in academic scholarships for the families of fallen or disabled first responders throughout its work with a nonprofit, Folds of Honor. Bud Light is the number one beer in the industry by volume. And millions of Americans continue to choose the brand every day. Anheuser-Busch spokesperson said in a statement on Fox News Digital. Uh, remember Target's problem. Target faced backlash this year for its uh, tuck-friendly swimsuits and other merchandise in its Pride Month collection. Retail giant Target faced a similar firestorm. Uh, the company features Pride Month displays in stores every June, but attracted criticism this year. For adding products catered to transgender individuals, including female-style swimsuits that can be used to tuck uh, male uh, parts. The retail juggernaut also faced fallout from the partnership with a Satanist designer for Pride Month, whose brand featured occult imagery and messages like Satan respects pronouns on apparel, which the designer called tongue-in-cheek. I think what they all learned was that you know, you're in the business to sell a product, sell the product. Um, and it's like a lot of movie stars get into thinking because their opinion of something should matter more just because they're an actor. You go see them in a movie or a play because they're an actor. They're playing somebody else. They're not even playing themselves. So why would you take themselves seriously about anything when they don't even play that on television? And it goes to show you that there are all these things that are the unintended consequences of actions. 
California Pizza Hut franchises announced layoffs for delivery drivers before a new $20 minimum wage kicks in. And this is what they all talk about. We need a, a, a living wage. We need $20 minimum an hour. And everybody told them what was going to happen. You raise the minimum wage to 20 bucks an hour, and they will have to fire everybody and shut down companies because a job only can support so much. It's like saying, I'm going to milk the cow every day, and I can do it, hire somebody to do it for, uh, let's say, $20 a day. and But no, they want $100 a day. Well, that means you can't make any money off the milk. So why milk the cow? So get rid of the kid that was milking the cow, slaughter the cow for steaks and close the business down. Um, so Grady and investments, president Mike Binger explains that he added McDonald's and, um, Ulta beauty to his portfolio in the claim and countdown. Multiple Pizza Hut franchises in California are planning to lay off delivery drivers as the restaurant chain braces for an increase in the minimum wage for fast food workers next year. Several Pizza Hut operators filed notices to comply with the worker adjustment and retaining notification act saying they were discontinuing their delivery service. Pace Pizza LLC, operating as a Pizza Hut, was made a business decision to eliminate the first party delivery service and as a result, the elimination of all delivery driver positions. Which are pretty much closed down, Pizza Hut. Unintended consequences, but nonetheless, there you are. That's it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have some more tickets to give away. We'll see you then. Safe night.